Dreaming about teaming up with a superhero? Heartbroken about the latest comic death? Do you find your conversations always turning to Marvel? Then welcome Marvelites to your therapy session. Join your hosts as we explore the realms of the Marvel Universe, taking you into new insights, movie reviews, and debates. Here, we won't try to cure any obsessions, but fuel them because the world is better nerdy. Welcome to your Marvel Therapy Group. Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to another episode of Marvel Therapy Group. I'm your host, Joe, and your other host. Hey, guys. It's me, Jack, again. So just us again. Haley is always on the astral plane, and Connor is um, in space. Yeah. Not good for him. <laughs> we'll go with that. He's searching for all the soul stuff, or the uh, Infinity Stones. Yeah. Yeah, Joe, I feel, like, I feel like it actually has been a while since it was just us. Like, we've had a good string of getting guests on the podcast. Yeah, we've done really well with that. Go us. Yeah. But it is just us today. And, Jack, you want to want to talk about our topic for today? Yeah, totally. Um, so, since Endgame is coming up, and this is going to be our final confrontation with Thanos, I, uh, I suggested, Joe, I thought it'd be kind of cool to sort of go through... Um, all of his appearances in the MCU so far and kind of piece together everything we know about the character, kind of try to put some of his appearances in chronological order and just, uh, you know, paint a fuller picture of this guy. Right, and I'm so excited to talk about this. I feel like we're going to get into some crazy fan theories, but we're going to try to, like, put together his life story in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, do you want do you want me to start or do you want to start? Yeah, go for it. I have a list of all of his appearances, but you like, went through Infinity War and, like, went to certain quotes, so why don't you start? Yeah, I, I just finished watching, um, I sort of skipped around Infinity War and watched a lot of his scenes, uh, where him, the scenes with just him and Gamora, where he talks about himself and sort of tried to take down some highlights. So I guess the, the big thing is, it's sort of, it, he jumps around a little bit, but I guess sort of starting from his very earliest point of his life would be he mentions that uh, his home planet of titan was facing a crisis people were suffering and dying due to a lack of resources yeah and this was where Thanos first came up with his quote-unquote solution to prevent their extinction uh he described it as dispassionate genocide <clears throat> at Yikes. random dispassionate fair to rich and poor alike those are some scary words right there <laughs> I mean, they're all scary words, but then you put it, put it together, and it makes a, a good, uh, mad titan. It's a very threatening sentence. It really <laughs> is, yeah. So, we can safely say that he spent his early life on the planet Titan. Um, yeah, except that he probably grew up in a world overrun by unchecked resource depletion, mm-hmm. right? And, um, yeah, so his life might have, not, might have been pretty hard. Maybe they had to compete for their water and food sources, or... I mean, I, I can imagine, like, a wage gap, or the, the class system must have been huge. There are the people who were well-off and could afford to buy, like, the scarce water, and then there were people who couldn't afford to breathe. Well, that's interesting because he does describe Titan as being a paradise at one point. Because remember, he has the soul, he has the reality stone, and he does that thing where he sort of makes the um, the ruins become 
what they were for a moment. Yeah. So Titan was apparently a paradise at one point, so we're not quite clear on what went wrong, but... Yeah, very affluent, I'm sure. At some point, at some point, you know, crap hit the fan there. Yeah, so he grows up, and he decides that he wants to fix this by, what was it, a dis... Dispassionate genocide. <laughs> dispassionate so, genocide. Random. I don't know why this, this thought came to me. I guess because I do improv, and one of the things in improv is once you, when you find a game, we sort of have a rule where if you want to repeat the game, you also take the same scene and do it um, for a character. If a character has a quirk, you want to show them doing the quirk at home, at work, and at play. And so I just, if Thanos is upset, is uh, obsessed with killing half the people, I want I, my improv mind would be you'd go home and do a scene of him growing up, and his mother's like oh, here's your dinner, and Thanos is like, thank you, and he just scraped half the food onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, in well, a way, in a way, he's altruistic. I bet he'd be like, why don't we donate half this food? <laughs> Maybe he was so altruistic at one point that he was like, or I could keep all my food if I killed the other person. <laughs> so I feel like at one point he was sane, but after so much arrangement in his life it drove him mad well so he claims that um he was the one who predicted like hey we're, we have too many people we're all gonna die unless we kill half the people and everybody was like no that's a stupid idea go home thanos right Which, i wonder if he was like a senator or something or just like the town lunatic you know right yeah i i don't know I, I feel like he would have run for office if they have that kind of political system, but... It definitely would have been a third party. If that... Yeah. <laughs> if, if that was his <laughs> platform... The population party. Yeah. If that was his platform, I don't think he would have been elected, so in that aspect, he would have been, you know, the town lunatic. Well, yeah, so apparently oh. we, know, we know eventually um, he claims that uh, every, everything happened. There was... Everybody died, and he was a survivor. Um, right, I just I remembered what I was going to say. For our listeners, we want to emphasize that this is the MCU version of Thanos, because we don't have a complete story of his life in the movies. So, we, Jack, I don't know if you're like very aware of his origins in the comics, but we're skipping over that. We are basing this only off of the MCU appearances. I'm sure at one point, and like the mid-90s when Marvel was just insane, they probably do have some, like, complete history of Thanos. Yeah, they do. I remember he killed his mom once. Yeah. I mean, you can only kill your mom once, but <laughs> at one point, he killed his mom when he was a kid. He's a fun guy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So, right, like you just said, uh, eventually, his planet just runs out of resources, or maybe there's a war, but anyway, everyone dies, except for him, because he's Probably like that doomsday preparer and has been waiting for this moment. So he survives. But eventually he gets out into space. He does get out into space. I'm not sure how he does that. Um, I don't know. He probably hitches a ride at some point. Who knows? Yeah, or if, if Titan's really as wealthy as it is, then they they probably have the means. They probably have, probably have spaceships. Yeah, they got spaceships or something. Yeah, so he just hijacks a spaceship and, and flees, knowing that his planet's about to die. Or is already yeah, so dead. We'll, 
Well, he flees, and he, he develops this philosophy that the, unif- that the universe's resources are finite. This is kind of how he puts it. Mm-hmm. And if life is left unchecked, it will cease to exist. Right. He believes himself to be the only one in the universe to understand this and has the will to do this correcting. And if he's going through the entire universe, there's bound to be people who will, who will agree with him. So that's how, probably how he gains his followers and gains an army. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, so some people, I'm, cu- I'm curious if anybody actually does believe him or if they just sort of, like, go along with it, you know? I wonder if, like, his children, like Ebony Ma and all those guys were like, oh, I, I, I didn't know you were going to do this. Go, like, eliminate half the population? Yeah. Yeah. They must have known. Yeah. They have no problem killing half of, a, half of each planet they go to. Oh, yeah, he does do that. So, yeah, that's sort of the next big moment in his life is we get to the he go at some point he goes to Gamora's home planet and kills half the population right but before that oh the Chitari right okay I bet it starts off I bet he gets his army by making deals with things like with races like the Kree where he's like if you help me destroy half this planet or if you help me destroy half the universe we can start with your enemies on this planet right well, that's even what he does is he starts offering he starts recruiting people by offer by offering them the resources to do what they want if they get him what he wants yeah it's a little it's a little later down in his timeline yeah so his next few years off planet are spent like preaching to the universe and gaining followers and getting an army so yeah then that leads us to gamora's planet do you think yeah i mean at some point he goes there maybe i guess I guess if you think about it, he must have started this idea by just his original idea to go to every planet and kill half the population. Mm-hmm. So maybe he doesn't know about the Infinity Stones yet. Right. Do you think that Gamora was his first adopted child? It seems like it. Okay. It's the, I, I, I didn't watch that scene all the way through. I can't remember if, uh, if any of his other children are there. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was Gamora. I think he just saw Gamora trying to fight her way, like, how strong she was as a kid, and he was like, hmm, I could use that. You know? So then he gives her that knife and tries to indoctrinate her into the the balance philosophy. Everything needs to be balanced once half of everything is dead. Yeah, and I guess that does work, because when he's talking to Gamora, he says that, um... And he believes he saved that planet, that planet's population from hunger and suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks at what he did, he looks at what he did as a victory. Uh, he says children are born there have no, have known nothing but full bellies and clear skies. It's a paradise. Exactly. So he's trained Gamora, and at the same time, I mean, we get that quote in Guardians, the first Guardians movie, when they enter the prison. And all the prisoners see Gamora and want to try to kill her because they because she has killed so many of their relatives. So I imagine that Gamora has also participated in the halving of certain planets. Well, she she does have a line that I actually think is kind of funny. She 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 tells Thanos that she told him she hated him every day for twenty years. Yeah. So it sounds like it's a great relationship between the two of them. Yeah. I, it's, it could have been, like, if she didn't go massacre these people on, on the planets, then she would have been abused herself, so it was, like... Or her, her Nebula. 
Yeah, yeah. So it was almost self-preservation. Yeah. So during this time when he's training, when Gamora is growing up and he's training her, he's also recruiting other children, the Black Order and Nebula. Well, he definitely gets Nebula because they grew up together. Mm-hmm. And his parenting style is to pit the two of them against each other. And for whoever loses, he identifies how, why they lost and uh, fixes it. Yep. And so I guess it's like if, if he thought Gamora, or he thought Nebula's right eye wasn't as sharp as it could be, he would remove it and put a robot eye in. Yeah. Right. And Nebula always lost. Nebula always lost. Yep. As we find out in, in Guardians 2. So when do you think Thanos became aware of the Infinity Stones? So, well, when we, when we move on to the Avengers, which is kind of his next sort of, which is chronologically probably the next time he starts making waves again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that in the Avengers, it was him who saved Loki after he fell off the rain, after he fell off the Bifrost. And he gives Loki the power and the forces to take over Earth with the agreement that Loki would bring him the Tesseract when all this was over. Right. So I wonder if... So the first time... So I wonder if he first becomes aware of the Infinity Stones during Captain America, the first Avenger, when, uh, yeah, Demon Red Skull finally, like, unleashes the Tesseract and he sees the whole universe. I wonder if that's what sort of calls attention to it. It could be. Yeah, but I don't. I also think it wouldn't be too hard for him in his wanderings in the galaxy to just hear a word about the Infinity Stones, and then he starts like a conspiracy theory. Like he becomes a conspiracy theorist, and he's like, these these mystical, these possibly mythical stones scattered throughout the universe could help me achieve my goal. But yeah, maybe he catches on to them during the time of Captain America with the Tesseract. Yeah. I definitely think looking back, that would probably be when he first at least becomes... If he didn't know about the Infinity Stones, uh, that's definitely when he became aware, or at least knew the exist. If he did know about them already, that's probably when he became aware of where one of them was. I'll buy that. Yep. So yeah, he, he recruits Loki, and this begins a, um, a pattern of him recruiting people to get the stones only for them to betray him. Uh, because Loki's like, I'm not giving you the, I'm not giving you, uh, the Tesseract. I'm just going to go take over the Earth myself. Although, let's go back to the 90s for a second, because we know that the Tesseract is still on Earth during Captain Marvel, and it's being utilized. So, maybe, oh, and Thanos knows that the Skrull, no, uh, the Kree are going to Earth too, so maybe that's when he makes a deal with the Kree. Thinking that if he makes a deal with the Kree, he can somehow get the Infinity Stone that's just on Earth. Maybe. I feel like they didn't do anything with the with the Tesseract and Captain Marvel that would draw attention to it. I, I kind of don't even remember where it was at that. I don't know. It was on Marvel's spaceship or space laboratory. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I yeah, don't she was using Captain it to. <laughs> she was using it to develop, um, like light speed technology almost. Oh, yeah, she was doing that. Yeah. Captain Marvel Marvel was a trip, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I have no idea what he would be doing. But I think that probably sparked him to, or like inspired him to make a deal with the Kree. With Ronan in particular, yeah. Yeah. At least Ronan. But then he uses that alliance with Ronan and shapes it 
to the to get the power stone when he realizes the power stone is in play too. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Right, so then we actually get his first official appearance in MCU chronologically, which is um the Avengers, which is the, the end credit scene in Avengers, where I did I did not know who that was. Did you know who that was in Avengers? Thanos. When you first saw it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I, I thought I got into comics at that point, so yeah, that that scene meant nothing to me at uh, the time. Yeah, yeah. Another. I knew who that was. I didn't know who the other was. I'm still not sure who the other is. Is that just a, like a Chatari general person? It's just his buddy. Oh okay. Yeah, it's just a, just his friend. Who we never. S- oh wait, he kills him, right? Does he kill him, or does somebody else kill him? I I, forget. I have no idea. I don't know where the other came in or what the other is. Um, yeah. So that's the part where he says the other says to court death, or to like to to attack the humans is to court death or something. Yeah, it's that it's that line. Uh huh. And then we he just smirks. Yeah, turns around, gives a little smile. The next time we see him is in Guardians of the Galaxy, I think. Yeah, that would be the next time he pops up again. He's doing the same thing he did with Loki, where this time he's recruiting Ronan to get a stone for him. Right. And by this point, he's already raised all of his children. The Black Order are probably off on their own, like, having populations on different planets. Yeah. Um... Nebula and Gamora well, well, are here. We know he already he already went to Drax's home planet at this point. Yes, that's true. Half the population. Yep. And also at this point, Gamora has abandoned Thanos. Uh, not yet. I mean, at the very start of Guardian, she's still working for him. Oh yeah. The very right. start. Yes, that's why. That's why she. That's where she first meets Quill. Is Thanos asked her to get the uh, get the. I have it written down which stone. I can't forget. I lost track of which stone it is. The power stone. The power stone. The You're right, yeah. But then she sees an opportunity to get the power stone and abandon Thanos and takes it. Yeah. And then joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yay. Yay. Then... Yeah, this is, this is again where um, trusting somebody to get a stone for him backfires because Ronan also is like, screw you, I'm not bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Then and he has that whole scene where he's like, after I destroy Xandar, I'm going to destroy you. And Thanos is just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, alright, I'll see you soon to get the stone. <laughs> then I think the next time we see Thanos is in Age of Ultron. Yep, that would be, yeah, uh, it pops up again, end credit scene. Yeah, where he grabs the gauntlet and, and says, like, fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah. So he has the gauntlet. So we know that by that point he's gone to um, that that forge that we see in Infinity War. It's like Nanda Halar or something, right? Something like that? Yeah. So we know by that point he's met Peter Dinklage's character, cut off his hands, and killed everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy, actually, because when Thor goes there, it acts like Thanos was there like ten minutes ago. But yeah, you're right, that would be... That'd be like at least a couple of years between when he did that and when Thor arrives to get a new hammer. Yeah, but during that scene in Infinity War, um, what's the elf? What's the the dwarf? The giant's name? Um, Peter let D- me look on IMDb quickly. Well, yeah, whatever Peter Dinklage's character's name is, he says he asks Thor why 
the Asgardians didn't help him because they were they were supposed to be the protectors of that forge. And Thor says, oh, sorry, we were battling Hela, like, Asgard's destroyed. Which, again, implies that Thanos was there, like, ten minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I mean, I guess you could think that Asgard didn't help because at that point, Loki would have been impersonating Odin. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe he just didn't send anybody. Yep. So he didn't want to draw attention to himself because he knew Thanos was looking for him. True, yes. Which would still imply that there were that it happened a few years ago, which does fit into the timeline. Yeah, so I mean, I guess you could work it in like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so then that brings us to Infinity War. Uh, well, three, no, not briefly yet. before that, we gotta do Thor Ragnarok, because he, well, oh, he doesn't fall okay. here, his spaceship does It's essentially, I guess, just like the opening scene of Infinity War, I guess. I mean, you could just as easily, like, take that off the end credit scene, stick it in the front of Infinity War, and it would flow. Uh-huh. So what stone? Was the Tesseract back on Asgard? Yeah. Yep. Loki steals the Tesseract from the, um, from the, the vault. The vault. Was there another the one? Tesseract, the Tesseract is the, uh, the space uh, the Space, stone? yep. Was there another stone? No, I don't no. think so. Okay. No, so you're thinking, because you're thinking at the start of, because uh, at the start of Infinity War, so now we're back into Infinity War, at the start of Infinity War, he, he has already attacked, um... Xandar. Xandar, and he's already gotten the stone, he's already gotten the, uh, the power stone. Yeah. Yeah, so, he grabs the gauntlet at the end of Age of Ultron, gets his army, goes to Xandar... That would make sense, because you feel like that he, he must know that's where the Power Stone is. Right, because Nebula knows. Yeah. Well, no, because he must, he must have known, like, at that point, like, there was this whole big fight, and this is where Ronan died, and now the Nova Corps has the stone. Yeah. Yep, so he goes to... Exactly. Yes, so he says, fine, I'll do it myself. Goes to Xandar. Xandar. Halves the population on Xandar, or kills Xandar, I'm not sure. Well, no, he would have it. I mean, that that would be very out of character for him to not. Yeah, so he takes his Chachari army and the Black Order and the Outriders. Oh, how does he get the Outriders? Which one are which ones are the Outriders? The Outriders were the ones in Infinity War that attack Wakanda. Oh yeah, they must. Maybe he makes them. Like you know, Lord of the Rings, how they like they make the uh, the orcs. No, I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. You haven't seen Lord of the Rings? No. I'm, I'm surprised by that. I know. <laughs> I want to, but I'm Just also that. It, I'm also that really stubborn person who's like, I need to read the books first. But I've tried to read the books and I can't get into the books. They're kind of, the books are kind of boring, honestly. They really are. I, Watch the movies. The movies they know like what to what to take from the books and also what to remove from the books. The movies are really good. Yeah, I read The Hobbit and that was a struggle. <laughs> really, I love The Hobbit. That's like one of my favorite books. Everything was too convenient. It just they well, happened to have. a children's book. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be like a fairy tale. Kind of, okay, getting off topic here, but. <laughs> Welcome to Lord of the Rings Therapy Group. Woo! It's our it's our offshoot. We're starting a new podcast. I want to keep track of like every time on the show I've, we've gone off topic and I've used that joke like "Welcome to this this and this therapy group." <laughs> I feel like once we start getting off topic, that's like my go-to. Like, I feel like at least the first time we had Josh on this podcast, I used that joke like five times. Yeah. 
By the way, yeah, this is our 30th episode. So thanks for sticking with us for so long. Yeah. It's a huge milestone for us. Just think, if we could get the 31 episodes, that way no matter what month it is, you could listen to one episode of Marvel Therapy Group every single day. Yes. Just think about that. We highly recommend that. I think that would be a very good way to spend your day. A Marvel Therapy a day keeps Thanos at bay. That's a, a new slogan for the show. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, no, I, d- I don't know what I don't know about the orcs, but they're oh, made. So essentially, yeah, essentially, just the orcs are like the the army that the evil that the bad guys use, and there's a whole scene where orcs are just sort of like they're made in like a factory with dark magic and potions, and I, I sort of see. I, I see those aliens because they look—they look just kind of animalistic and like cloney. So I could—I could see it being like the MCU version of that, where they're not like a race per se. They're more just like something Thanos made. Okay, that's one of the biggest problems that I have with Infinity War is during the Battle of Wakanda when Proxima Midnight just says, "We have blood to spare," and then all the spaceships come down, and it's like we never saw these before. We have no idea. Where this army came from, it's just a generic army. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's the MCU, Joe, you know, they're gonna they're gonna generic army. That's just what they do. Yeah. So it could even be that like the Chitari have enslaved the Outriders. Yeah. But no matter what happened, no matter what, so Thanos was in charge of getting the Outriders, so he has this huge army with the Chitari and the Outriders and his Black Order. I forgot what we were talking about. How he attacks Xandar. Right. Yes. I think, yeah, that's a question. Would you want to see him attack Xandar in uh, Endgame? Yeah. As, like, a pre credit scene, maybe? Yeah. That'd be cool. Or just even, like, a flashback when all the Avengers face him and Thanos goes in, like, a monologue telling his backstory, which, you know, yeah. So they're going to do some reshoots the next two weeks after hearing this, and the, the Russos, Russos are going to be like, wow. These are some really great ideas. Let's have Thanos... Let's fill in Thanos' backstory. We, we can't release this movie <laughs> now until we show this. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just be a waste of everybody's time if we do. <laughs> Thanos knows the power... The power stone's on Xandar, goes to attack it, gets the power stone. Meanwhile, um, all that stuff is happening on Asgard. And he probably hears about that. Hears that Loki's alive and is like, hmm, Tesseract. And then goes to Asgard goes to Asgard. Just in time for it to kill, blow up. Kills half the population. Mm-hmm. But probably already half of them died already, so I mean, that's just a really bad day for them. Oh, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, like, more than half the population died. Hela just massacred everyone. Well, no, it feels like a lot of them got away. Well, except for the army, you're right. She does, like, destroy an entire army. She does. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's scary. You're right. No, I take that back. Yeah, that was a really bad day for Asgard. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so then we get into Infinity War. Yeah, now we're in Infinity War territory. Uh, so yeah, he boards the Asgard ship, kills Hemdall, kills Loki, beats up Thor, beats up the Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, gets the Space Stone, and then sends his minions out to get the stones on Earth, where, well, he goes to find the Reality Stone, which the Collector had. Right. Which I forgot the Collector had that. I, I forgot that's what ended up happening with that stone. Yeah. Okay, so the Black Order, they go to Earth. Two of them attack Vision and Scarlet Witch. Two of them 
try to attack Doctor Strange? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then... So he goes to the to nowhere to visit the collector. Yeah. Do you think he would count um, nowhere as a planet and kill half of everyone there? There's only one guy there. No, when we see it in Guardians, there's a whole bunch of miners. Oh and yeah, yeah, he probably did. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at that point, there's just been like a lot of like, oh crap, he killed half that planet too. Yeah. At that point, like, why wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> His body count is going way up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this really, has, this episode has really been like, oh my god, a lot of people in the MCU died. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Family-friendly MCU. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so he attacks, and like they're all, they're all like low-wage miners, so they don't have any way to protect themselves. So they're all dead. He gets to the collector. <laughs> Who, yeah, do you think he killed the Collector? Oh, he must have. Okay. He's dead. He's 100% dead. Okay. Probably. Anyway, he gets the Reality Stone. Gamora goes there. Uh, he takes Gamora, he goes... He takes Gamora back to his spaceship thing, where he's torturing Nebula. Then he goes and gets the Soul Stone... Then from... Yeah, this, this, this was definitely, like, a big scene where it was like, oh my god, he does love Gamora. Yeah. As much as he can as love much as something he can. else, I guess. That's... That was still one of the saddest deaths in Infinity War. Yeah, despite whatever Connor says repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah, he calls it's her the not, Green it's Giant. It's not that I'm angry that he just doesn't think that death is sad. Just, I'm angry that he, like, is offended by it. I know. <laughs> and how he like, calls... Regardless of if you liked Gamora or not, like, it's still, like, objectively a sad scene. He's like, nah, no, it's not. It's stupid. And especially because it's in slow-mo and you just see her being pushed yeah. off the cliff. And it's like, no! It's like It's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, poor Gamora. Ugh. But I think she'll come back. Oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine James Gunn wants to do Guardians 3 without her. He, he wants the whole crew there. Yeah, because he's been rehired. Yeah. Yeah, I like she's probably in the Soul Stone, so they'll just get her out. She'll be like, "Wow, that was a trip." <laughs> My dad's dead now. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> so then, yeah, he heads to Titan and gets the Time Stone from Doctor Strange. That's it. Yeah, I was gonna ask what he does after the Soul Stone. He goes back to Titan. He goes back to Titan um, because he thinks um, his his but the Proxima Mid not Proxima Midnight um, Ebony Maw. Squidward is there. Yeah. Was that was that their rendezvous point? Like, hey, you guys go get the stones on Earth and maybe back at Titan? I think they said, like, the spaceship was programmed to head to Titan. Okay. So, yeah, that must have been it. Okay. So he goes to Titan. Which is no problem for him because he has the space stone. Yeah. So he goes to Titan, gets in a fight, then he defeats everyone. Uh, no thanks to Star-Lord. Uh, and then, then goes to Earth. Goes to Earth, goes to Earth and gets the uh, Mind Stone. Yep. And was that the last one? Yeah. I feel, yeah, that was weird. I, I thought there were like at least two stones on Earth, but I guess not. Well, there were, but one of them got brought to Titan. Yeah, it's to Doctor, Doctor Strange. I thought there were more stones. I thought like most of them were on Earth, but yeah, I guess not. They definitely have been on Earth at one point. 
I feel a like. lot of them have been on Earth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, in the 616 universe, Earth is always the hub of all the universal activity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. So then we know what happens in Wakanda. You should have gone for the head. We get the snapping. What do they call it? What's the official name? I, I like the snapping, honestly. Do they call it? There's an official MCU name for it. Is it the decimation? Snapageddon. The Snapageddon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not that. I like it. It's yeah. You're right. It's the decimation. Yeah, that's dumb. He didn't decimate. He you say it's not as catchy as the snap, the snapping, or the, the leftovers. <laughs> de- yeah, the 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 decimation is definitely not as catchy as the snapping. Also, snap. it's it's inaccurate. He didn't kill one out of every ten people. He killed five out of every every ten people. Whatever. Not just people, living creatures. It's called Snapgate. Snapgate. It's funny. So he gets stabbed and um, kills half the population, and then he goes to some farm. Goes and becomes a farmer. Mm -hmm. And that is as far as we've gotten. That's where we leave him. That's where we leave our big purple buddy. And that is Thanos' story in the MCU. As told by Marvel Therapy Group. Alright, so here we are. We're in uncharted waters. So do you think there's any chance Thanos survives Infinity War? Yes. Not Infinity War. Um, Endgame. Yes, I know you meant. 100%. I don't think he'll die. Really? Really. I think that he'll be defeated or cast out into space or absorbed into a soul stone. But I just feel like there's been so much pushback against Marvel for killing all their villains, that they're going to be like, this is the biggest villain we've ever had. We need to keep our options open in case we need to bring him back. And we can't make it seem like they just defeat another villain and, and the day is fine again. They saved the day. So no, I don't think that Thanos is going to die. See, I disagree. I feel like there's no way he doesn't die. Like, he's not a villain like um, like Zemo or... Um... Trying to think who else is alive. One of the villains where it's like, oh, it'd be cool to see them again. Like, it's like Thanos is done. The vulture. Like, the most awful thing he could possibly do. Like, there's no way you can top that. Like, I I just don't see them at any point being like, hey, you know, be cool. Let's go see Thanos again and fight him again. Mm -hmm. I feel like this was like, this was all in on Thanos. And I feel like the only way it ends is with him dying. I would like to see him die in the movie. And I want Nebula to do it. I want Nebula to get the gauntlet and just incinerate and just disintegrate Thanos. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. But I don't think he'll die. I honestly would be totally fine if they just redid the scene from Guardians where they're all, like, where they're all, where Peter is holding the stone, he's about to die, and then Gamora puts her hand on, grabs his hand, and then they both share the load. I would be totally fine if they just beat for beat copied that. Ooh. And, like, had Gamora start killing Thanos, then she starts to die. And then Tony comes over and puts his hand on her shoulder, and then they share the load. And then slowly, like, every character in the MCU starts appearing again, and they're all sharing the load. Mm-hmm. And yes. I would be totally fine with them just, like, flat-out copying Guardians and doing that. Yes. <laughs> but, but it starts with Nebula. Starts with Nebula, then just slowly, like... 
all the living Avengers hold hands, and then, like, they start defeating him, and then slowly, like, Peter, like, Peter Parker appears again, and Doctor Strange appears again, and they join the party, and eventually it's just, like, this long line of MCU characters. And they're all just channeling all the stone's powers onto Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really cool to see. That'd be really emotional. Guardians, but, yeah, like I said, totally fine with it. Oh, I'd be totally fine with that, too. Yeah. Russo brothers were like, damn it, now there's another scene we gotta film. <laughs> yeah. Anthony so... is like the Joe, like, did we make a bad movie? <laughs> so that's Thanos' story. I... Yeah? Yeah. I don't think we can go any further. <laughs> no, the next chapter has yet to be written. He's just gonna be hanging out on his farming planet until the Avengers swoop in and, and, and channel all the power against him. What, what do you think he grows on this farm? I think he grows... A mix of vegetables and plants from around the galaxy. I think, like, at heart, I think he's an ecologist. I really do. Do you think he has chickens or anything? I don't know. We don't see any animals. I think it's mostly just plants. Thanos is a vegan. (laughs) He probably is a vegan. (laughs) I really think that Thanos at heart is an ecologist. A very deluded ecologist. But, yeah. You know, because his, his concern is that all the resources are being depleted and all these animals... He's concerned about the environment. Yeah, I think he does. So especially he's he's growing plants and raising crops. And I think we see a lot of flowers and grasses, so he's doing it in a sustainable way. Good for Thanos. Yeah, maybe he's not such a bad guy after all. He knows how to do sustainable agricultural practices. Very cool. Uh, before we wrap up, though, I want to talk about Cloak and Dagger real quick, because that show is awesome, and I was live-tweeting it on Thursday when it was when we had the third episode, and it was awesome. It was a great episode. This show just has incredible imagery. Not so much in the third episode, but in the second one, where, like, Tandy was doing um, spins. I don't know what you call it in ballet, but she was spinning with the, trying to generate the light in each oh, hand. What? Pirouettes, right? Pirouettes. Yeah, that sounds right. And and at the same time, the lights were going, and we go to um, um, Cloak, who's, like, teleporting everywhere. It just has great imagery. And it's... It pushes, like... er, It pushes social awareness, but in a way that is subtle. And it's, like... It doesn't dominate the show. It's done so well. Also, Ali Mackey, who plays Mina saw the tweets and started liking Marvel Therapy Group's tweets, so I was really excited. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool if she followed us. I know. <laughs> Did she play on the show? Does she play Cloak or Dagger? No, she plays Mina. She's the scientist. Oh. She's a Roxxon scientist, yeah. Oh, that's cool. You guys would have something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, if we got Ali Mackey and Elizabeth Henstridge on this show, the two MCU scientists, it'd be so cool. I'd be so happy. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Thanos' story. And we'll have to see how it ends in two weeks. Less than yeah, two, weeks. two weeks. Two weeks. Unbelievable. Yeah. We're thinking about we're, we're thinking about what we're going to do uh, the week before Endgame. We know we want to do something big. Um, so, yeah. We'll, 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 we're trying to put something together. So, hopefully, you guys will tune in for that one. Yeah. Definitely tune in. We have a lot of plans. 
and um, we're so excited for Endgame. As is most of the world. Sorry, just half the world. Ooh, okay. On that note, I'm going to sign off. <laughs> Any last words, Jack? I'm trying to think of a name for Thanos' farm. Snap happy. Nope. <laughs> perfectly balanced. Yes, yeah, that works. It's like perfectly balanced produce. That's just like... <laughs> That's how he would like. That's that's how he would sell his his crops at the farmers markets. <laughs> right, he's an ecologist. It's like this was work. I worked with the environment. It's all balanced. <laughs> the space farmers markets. Incredible. All right. Well, this has been Marvel Therapy Group. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, as you know, because you're listening to this podcast. So tune in again next week, and we'll be talking Endgame pretty much the rest of the month, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, bye guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Marvel Therapy Group, where together we can work through our comic thoughts and learn to live beside them. Views expressed are of the host only and do not reflect Marvel Studios or comics in any way. Hosts are in no way qualified to provide therapy. This is simply the name of the podcast. This has been another Marvel Therapy Group session.